So back in September 2021, almost a year ago, California had the opportunity to remove the dreadful Governor Gavin Newsom. And they failed. Now, the effort to get him removed from office had to collect like 2 million signatures. And then there was all of this uproar about signature matching and the integrity of the process. Because that all matters when you're trying to remove corrupt Democrats from office. But not when you're electing them. No, no. Well, Gavin Newsom survived. He was retained by earning 62% of the vote. Roughly 12.8 million voters participated in the election. This is from Ballotpedia.org. Voters had to decide two questions, whether Newsom should be recalled, and if so, who should replace him. Now, his number one challenger is the most likely opponent to win election was Larry Elder. And you may remember the LA Times called Larry Elder the blackface of white supremacy in an effort to manipulate voters away from a potentially refreshing candidate that would put California back on the right track and tricked them into supporting Gavin Newsom, who's been shutting down power plants uh, basically ever since. I just want to read a little bit from this Los Angeles Times article because it's freaking ridiculous by Erica D. Smith. She's on Twitter. Give her a follow. Let her know what you think. Larry Elder smiled the smug smile of a black conservative who could very well be liberal California's next governor. Quote, where do you start with the damage Gavin Newsom has done to the state that we both love? He leaned forward to gaze across the room of white Republicans who had come to hear him speak in Orange County. Quote, rising crime? It's because of this phony narrative that the police are engaging in systemic racism and cops are pulling back, Elder said. When you reduce the possibility of a bad guy getting caught, getting convicted, and getting incarcerated, guess what? Crime goes up. But see, the, the thing about that is you can show on paper to dumb, gullible voters that crime is down when police aren't arresting and prosecutors aren't prosecuting. You see how that works? Tricks. I won't lie. Now, this is editorial from good old Erica. I won't lie. Few things infuriate me more than watching a black person, black capitalized for some reason. She must have gone to a liberal college. When a black person uses, use, okay, I'm just going to, it. it's, this article's rife with typos. I'm just going to read it the way it, the way it's written and we can all laugh about it together. I won't lie. 
Few things infuriate me more than watching a black person use willful blindness and cherry-picked facts to make overly simplistic arguments that whitewash the complex problems that come along with being black in America. And throughout his career, as hold on. So I'm guessing that this means Erica is black. I mean, she's a columnist for the LA Times. I'm sure that is pretty lucrative. And throughout his career as a radio host, as a talking head, this just, I have to stop again. This frustrates me even more because whoever's pulling the strings, George Soros, et cetera, is paying these people, these black journalists, entertainers, athletes, mega stars, to get in front of people, get on social media, get on the microphone, et cetera, and talk about how oppressed they are. Now, I'm not trying to dismiss that they, that African-Americans have been oppressed and that systemic racism does exist. But you see how this is completely patronizing and pulls the rug out from under the entire movement, Right? It's like how everybody made such a big deal about that Marvel movie, Black Panther, and how it was created by an all-black cast, all-black actors, all-black, you know, producers and set designers and makeup artists all the way down. There's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong is when everybody brings it up like it's such an accomplishment because they overcame the handicap of their blackness as if being black in itself is a handicap? Today, in 2022, 10 years after the first black president left office, we're still going to bang this drum. That doesn't mean that there aren't still things that need to be done. That doesn't mean that there aren't still racist people in positions of power in this country. But when you are constantly talking about how oppressed you are from your position of privilege, like Lizzo. You look like a fool, and you make everyone that's struggling look like fools also. End rant. So the California establishment destroys Larry Elder. Gavin Newsom wins his re-election in impressive fashion. And now we have this article this morning from ABC7. California extends Thursday's flex alert by two hours with another scorching day ahead. Now, what is a flex alert? Don't worry, I found out. It's even got its own website, flexalert.org. And you can sign up to receive flex alerts issued statewide flex alert Thursday. September 8th from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. This means you're supposed to shut off your air conditioners, don't use your oven, your dishwasher, definitely don't charge your electric car from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. So when you get home at 6 o'clock, 
seven o'clock after your two hour commute in your electric vehicle in California traffic. I guess you're supposed to set your alarm for 10 p.m. so you can remember to go outside, you know, get up out of bed, put your robe on, go outside or go down to your garage and plug in your electric vehicle so it can get you to work the next day. Is that enough time to even fully charge it? I don't know. I mean, if you plug it in at 10 and you got to leave your house at 5, is is 7 hours of charging going to give you enough battery life for your two-hour commute in California traffic. That's also thanks to Governor Gavin Newsom, who California is stuck with. And is it, is he doing anything to to make the problem better? I mean, isn't isn't this this is the the purpose that politicians are supposed to serve? We don't need politicians to tell us to turn the lights off. I'm walking around my house all all day, or I, I should say all night because I'm at work all day. Following behind my kids and my wife, turning the lights off. And but but for that matter, all all of my. All of my light bulbs are LED. So they use fractions of, of the power that, that regular lights and, and even fluorescent bulbs use. How much more energy conserving can we be as a, as a people? It's hot. We need to use our air conditioners. When it's cold, we need to use our heaters. It's your job as a politician to figure out how to make it work. That's why you exist. That's why government exists to begin with. Figure out how to operate the big picture infrastructure that we need. Our roads, our waterways, our military, our law enforcement, our power grid. Figure it out. Go green. That's great. How long have we wanted to go green? How long has this all been going on? And we've done so little that now in 2022, we have rolling blackouts. In California. From the ABC article. As Southern California enters a ninth straight day of record setting heat Thursday. The state's power regulators are hoping to continue their streak. Of avoiding rolling blackouts. Asking all residents to conserve electricity. During the hours of 3 to 10 p.m. Extending the previous flex alerts by two hours. The California Independent System Operator extended a flex alert for the ninth consecutive day Thursday, urging residents to take the following power-saving steps. Setting thermostats to 78 degrees or higher. Avoiding use of major appliances. Turning off unnecessary lights. And avoid charging electric vehicles. (laughs) Bunch of idiots. After telling us, We all need to go out and buy electric vehicles. Residents were also advised to pre-cool their homes as much as possible 
and close blinds and drapes to keep interiors cool. This is what your parents are supposed to tell you when you're 15. Get up in the morning, open your windows, let all the stale air out from last night, let in all the fresh air from the morning, and then at about 11 o'clock or noon, when it starts getting real hot, close the windows and turn, and turn the air conditioners on if you like, if you're home. But if you live in an apartment by yourself and you work from nine to five, how are you supposed to cool your apartment before 3 p.m.? Isn't that what the politician is supposed to figure out? It's a given. When it's 90, degree, 90 degrees in your apartment when you get home from work, you got to turn that AC on. And if you only have a little window-mounted air conditioner, it's going to take a minute. The voluntary conservation measures, measures have worked so far. As the power stayed on Wednesday despite a high demand for electricity. Well, that's odd because an anchor for ABC7 uh, posted a tweet that said the power just went out here at our studios. So the power didn't really stay on, did it? Governor Gavin Newsom, for the first time, triggered a wireless emergency alert system at 5.45 p.m. Tuesday that sent messages to 27 million cell phones, urging them to turn off or reduce non-essential power. California snapped its record energy use around 5 p.m. Tuesday with 52,061 megawatts, far above the previous high of 50,270 megawatts set July 24th, 2006. Quote, had it not been for the efforts of literally millions of Californians just to turn down a light or turn down a thermometer and not use a large appliance, we would not be in the position we are today. So it's your fault. It's your fault. Gavin Newsom says, thank you for your votes, Californians, but it's not my fault that we don't have power. Wait a minute. What? It's not your fault. But what about this? paper from the Union of Concerned Scientists written February 25th, 2019 titled Natural Gas Power Plant Retirements in California. Retiring power plants? What's all? What? what? All right, all right. I'm sorry. From the article, as the rest of the country rushes to build natural gas power plants. By the way, we're flush with natural gas. We got lots. But for some reason, we're just, uh, oh, you know, because, you know, the spotted owls or whatever. California continues to downsize its fleet. While the official numbers are not yet in, 2018 appears to have been a big year for natural gas power plant retirements in California. California saw three big plant retirements last year, 
Encina, Mandalay, and Etiwanda. Let's see. That's uh, Encina has 854 megawatts, Mandalay 560 megawatts, and Etiwanda 640 megawatts. So that almost makes up the discrepancy between you know the the record using megawatts from 2006 to how many they're using today. The retirement of Encina and Mandalay was no surprise. Those two plants used ocean water for cooling, and California has been phasing out plants that use that cooling technology because of its harmful effects on marine life. Oh, so see, marine life, more important than people having heat strokes. On the other hand, Etiwanda shut down completely because it was not making enough money. While California has figured out solutions to keep the electric grid operating reliably without the Mandalay and Etiwanda power plants, Encina is being replaced by the Carlsbad Energy Center, a new 500-megawatt natural gas power plant. These retirements in 2018 continue California's downward trend in natural gas power plant capacity. California's gas fleet peaked in 2013 with just over 47,000 megawatts of gas capacity. But California has shed roughly 5,000 megawatts of gas capacity since then. California's gas fleet is shrinking because many natural gas power plants just cannot make enough money to stay open. Since 2012, California has added roughly 20,000 megawatts of wind and solar to the grid, and these renewables are generating electricity that otherwise would have been generated by natural gas power plants. Since there is less demand for electricity from gas plants, some plants are shutting down for good. Okay. Wind and solar is more expensive. So how are we shutting down? See, it's all just a bunch of bullshit. And I have proof. If we're shutting down natural gas power plants because they aren't making enough money, how are we justifying more solar and wind plants that are more expensive to make more money? It's simple, common sense business stuff. You don't have to go to Harvard to understand. They think you're so stupid that they actually print this stuff. And they shut down another power plant last year. This article from CNN. Yep, CNN. A major California hydroelectric power plant has been forced to shut down due to low, low water levels for the first time since it opened in 1967. The decision to shut down the Edward Hyatt Power Plant at Lake Oroville, the state's second largest reservoir, comes after drought and heat exacerbated by the climate crisis caused lake water levels to plunge to all-time lows. Oh, yes, the climate crisis. So I dug into this story a lot, even though it's, you know, a year old. And one of the things I learned is that the Edward Hyatt power plant is underground. You know, the uh, electric generating portion of it. 
Now you read this article and it doesn't say anything about that. Well, that's weird. Now, skipping through a few paragraphs, the Hyatt Power Plant is the fourth largest hydroelectric energy producer statewide, according to the California Energy Commission, with the ability to power up to 800,000 homes when operating at full capacity. About 13% of the state's electricity was generated by hydroelectric power plants as of 2018. Officials had previously warned that the power plant could be forced to shut down, saying it would be taken offline if the reservoir fell below roughly 630 to 640 feet above mean sea level. As of Thursday, the lake sat at just 641 feet. The previous low of 643 feet was set in 1977. Okay, but this makes no sense because I found this chart. Lake Oroville water levels going all the way back to 2020. And I can even look at 2019 and and 2018 and, and 2017 too. But let's forget those a little bit, just for a minute. In the winter, the lake is consistently at 640 feet in the winter when people need to use their heaters. So never mind that the hydroelectric dam is underground. But the level of the lake itself drops to this dire level every year, every year. And not only that, this Edward Hyatt power plant is designed to come on when the grid demands more power and turn off when it doesn't to let water pass through to other areas that that need i mean it's not like the water doesn't go anywhere but if they need the level the rivers downstream to rise they got to let a little bit more water through they got to let it through faster Now, I know I just scratched the surface of this climate hoax, proving it with facts and data, but I'm out of time. So I thank you for listening. Please follow me on social media, share the show, subscribe, leave me a review, and send me an email, therealearthbox at protonmail.com. Have a great day. I'll be back. Goodbye.